This is an ABC podcast. Two to win. Tossed up. Cam goes over the top. WA solidify themselves at the top of Australian cricket. Their second straight Sheffield Shield final victory. Their second straight triple crown. If you focused on the early stages of the footy season, you might have missed that WA just won the Sheffield Shield. They've been doing a lot of winning lately. The Shield, One Day Domestic Cup, the Big Bash League, all of them for two years running. Things that are West Australian. A dry heat, iron ore, crayfish and winning at cricket. So why is that? I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Glenn Wielden is a senior cricket commentator for ABC Grandstand. He hails from the big state of Western Australia. Clint, three titles this summer for a second consecutive season. Why is WA so good at cricket? It's a very good question, Patrick Stack. Very good question indeed. It is remarkable. They're calling it the six-peat over here in the West. Tremendous performance. There are a lot of things that need to go your way. WA won the big moments in all six of the, the titles that you're thinking about. Down the ground. It's in the air. It could be out. That's the end of Sutherland. It's a shame. The trap was set and the Vicks perish for 210 Western Australia in the driving seat. There's been a lot of work done over the last couple of years when you would remember and most people that would remember the situation WA was a basket case for a number of seasons, couldn't win a thing. And then a number of decisions were made. Justin Langer was brought back in as the senior coach. In the two years that he was there, he had the ability because of the prestige in which he was held in WA to change an awful lot about the expectations from the players, to change the expectation of what was the high-performance unit. Won those two Big Bash titles when he was at the helm of the Scorchers and then got picked up and got taken by the Australian team. But within those two years, it was almost the perfect two years for Justin Langer to make a really big mark early on and then hand over to Adam Voges. And this is another fine example of staying the course the people at board level and beyond after the second year of Adam Voges' reign there was a lot of question marks about whether he was the person to take over hadn't had the immediate success that Justin Langer had brought but they stayed the course stuck with him decided not to break the coaching role up into two jobs one for the Scorchers and one for the one day in the Sheffield Shield team they believed in what he had to do and he's repaid them absolutely repaid them There's been a lot of work done around WA to try to make sure that cricket is seen alongside the battle that you have with football. Cricket is seen as a genuine option. That's paying for it as well. They've got tremendous depth. And I just think it's one of those combinations where sometimes you just get a big group of players together at the right time. And that's what we've seen. Red ball, white ball, 20 overs, 50, four days or five. It doesn't matter for this WA side. They win it all. They are the kings of Australian domestic cricket. You touch on Justin Langer, and I think the presence of JL is huge in Australian cricket, but especially in the West. No doubt Voges benefited from what Langer built, but it would be a hard yardstick to measure yourself against. How are they different as people and as coaches? Well, Justin is, as I think is now commonly regarded, Justin is an absolute perfectionist unbelievably intense he has huge demands on the players around him there's a lot of care for his players 
Um, and I think we've seen that of late as well, particularly it's sort of come out, the, the amount of work that he's been doing behind the scenes with Cameron Bancroft. Shots, a lovely shot. And a boundary for Cam Bancroft. Adam Bogers is probably more of the modern day coach where he's a really good man manager, very smart cricket-wise as well, just like Justin is. But he's a more sort of inclusive style of coach. Justin was exactly what WA needed, by the way, at the time. But he had the ability to look some of the players in the eyes who weren't doing what they needed to do, who weren't looking looking after themselves off-field, and actually point the finger at these guys and go, this is unacceptable. If you want to be part of this, you have to improve what you're doing. And Adam Voges has been able to continue on with that and continue to build with this great group of players that have come through afterwards as well. So I think it's a combination. He was the right man for the, the job at the time. And then Christina Matthews has made another tremendous decision by backing Adam Voges afterwards. And I do think the other interesting thing is that there has been, WA actually goes against the grain, that argument that you have to have it absolutely everybody on board at board level, everybody on board at high performance level, everybody on board down towards grade cricket. WA's had some real issues a lot of good people have left, but the high-performance department, led by Kate Harvey and Adam Voges, has been able to stick together, and they've had the backing of the board with no matter what else has been going on, and so they've been able to just go about their business. Right now, at the moment, I love my job. Uh, I love working with these players. I love working with the staff day in, day out, and the success we're having at the moment, um, it's a really enjoyable place to work at the moment. And, and everyone in WA cricket's been rewarded with that. Anytime you have a coach killing it at domestic level inevitably the question becomes does that person want to go international do you think adam voges is the next coach of australia <laughs> i certainly think he's going to be in the conversation he as you would expect was asked this after the shield win after the wrapping up the six peat oh, one day uh, i'd love to uh, be able to progress as a coach as far as i can uh, but Right now, at the moment, I love my job. We now get a feeling that those in Cricket Australia think that the Australian cricket position as coach probably is about a four-year cycle because of the expectations, the pressure, the time that has to be spent away from home, the bubble that you're involved with. You know, I think that when Andrew McDonald, who looks to be doing a terrific job from what we've seen in India, the catch cry was calm and collaborative. He certainly is that. Adam Voges is that as well. So if Andrew McDonald... When his time is up, I think Cricket Australia would be mad not to have a look at what Adam Voges has been able to achieve with, with WA and think, can we bring this across to an Australian side of things? I think he certainly would be in that conversation, and, and so he should be. Just returning to the glut of pure, raw talent that Western Australia is producing right now, and you even consider those who didn't play in the Shield final. There's a heap of outstanding players is WA just producing more raw talent, or is this about the way the talent is being nurtured? I think it's a bit of both. I think there's been, as you said, that that lucky sort of group at times when you seem to produce a, a whole heap of talent at once. And WA's had this along the way for, for a number of years. Remember, Test's team of 40-odd years ago had seven West Australians in it. So I think there's that element sometimes you just get lucky but there's no doubt there's been a lot of work involved in making sure that the best talented cricketers get identified the youngsters um, and they get brought through they get elite training they come down the wacker does a lot of work with them they've got really good coaches and they've spent a lot of time doing that now i'm not saying other states don't do that too because i think that's ridiculous i'm sure they do that as well so it's a combination that i think wa had the structures in place to make sure that the talent coming through 
actually was recognized and trained up. You need a little bit of both of those things to happen at the same time. And the cliche stack is the proof is in the pudding. They're able to identify these players and to get them through and see what they've been able to achieve since then. So, yeah, it's the old little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. A little bit from column C, Clint Wielden. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Stacky, one more thing. I'll just wave this flag as well. Let us not forget the WA women's team that recently picked up the WNCL title and, of course, the WBBL title from the um, just a couple of years ago. So, yeah, cricket's going pretty well in the big state. Good to chat to you. Headlines. And speaking of cricket, did you see Steve Smith's announcement on Twitter? Namaste, India. I've got some exciting news for you. I'm joining IPL 2023. Yes, that's right. I'm joining an exceptional and passionate team in India. Well, namaste to you, Steve. We reckon this might be a commentary teaser rather than a franchise teaser, but I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Rugby Australia boss Hamish McLennan yesterday said he found Rugby League's reaction to Joseph Suali'i's defection to be hysterical, comparing them to crybabies. NRL legend and Canterbury football boss Gus Gould had this to say about the matter on Channel 9. Go now. Go now. I don't, I don't know how Nick would feel about don't that. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. See you later. <laughs> Gone. It's certainly seen a level of emotion injected into the broader conversation, hasn't it? If you want to hear McLennan's side of the story and why Rugby Australia decided to sign the Roosters teenager on a multi-million dollar deal, hit the link in our show notes. Speaking of NRL players in contract limbo, Raiders star Jack Whiten has indicated he will test the open market at the end of 2023 as he considers a life outside of Canberra. And one of the better Aussie sport moments of last year was Andrew Redmayne's grey wiggle routine that helped the Socceroos pass Peru in a penalty shootout and into the World Cup. Under new rules coming in July 1, his theatrics might be under threat. The laws state that keepers, quote, must not behave in a way that unfairly distracts the kicker, e.g. the delay of taking the kick, touching the goalposts, the crossbar or the net. This feels a bit open to interpretation to us. That story's one to watch. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. Thanks to Fox Sports, Channel 9 and Steve Smith's Twitter for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.